Good morning. I'm Washington Post national reporter Elise Vibeck filling in for James Homan. James is on vacation this week, but I'll be here instead keeping you updated on the day's top news stories. Here's what you need to know for Thursday, August 31st. President Trump is urging lawmakers to approve tax cuts when they return to Washington from summer recess. In a speech delivered to supporters in Springfield, Missouri on Wednesday, Trump framed the effort in populist terms, arguing it would boost the fortunes of lower- and middle-income families. This contradicts the conclusion of independent tax experts who estimate the wealthiest would benefit most. The White House wants Congress to pass a sweeping package of tax cuts by the end of the year. This will be a monumental task made even more challenging by the enormous amount of business already awaiting lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Congress has to avoid a government shutdown, raise the debt ceiling, approve Hurricane Harvey aid, reauthorize national flood insurance, and fund the children's health insurance program, among other tasks. Details were conspicuously absent from Trump's speech on Wednesday, underscoring the lack of agreement among Republicans on exactly how to change the tax code this fall. Nonetheless, Trump insisted lawmakers deliver the new policy. I don't want to be disappointed by Congress. Do you understand me? He said. Trump delivered his speech as Hurricane Harvey continued to batter Texas and Louisiana, leaving at least 22 people dead. The National Weather Service warned that catastrophic and life-threatening flooding will continue in the area for the rest of the week, and officials increased to 24,000 the total number of National Guardsmen deployed to help. The sheer size of the area underwater has made it difficult for charity organizations to bring their services to victims, and authorities believe the recovery will take years. In the media, Hurricane Harvey is increasingly sharing headlines this week with North Korea, which threatened Guam and launched a ballistic missile over Japan. In response, the U.S. military successfully conducted a new missile defense test off the coast of Hawaii. Commenting on the North Korea threat, President Trump on Wednesday questioned why the United States should be willing to engage diplomatically with the reclusive power. Talking is not the answer, he wrote on Twitter. Asked about Trump's comment, Defense Secretary James Mattis seemed to contradict the president. We're never out of diplomatic solutions, Mattis said. In other White House news, the Trump administration halted an Obama-era rule aimed at shrinking the gap in wages between men and women. The decision prompted outrage from women's advocacy groups, which directed some of their fury at Ivanka Trump, who spoke out against wage disparities and workplace discrimination prior to joining her father's White House. Trump also received criticism Wednesday for his verbal attacks on journalists, with the United Nations human rights chief offering an unusually pointed reaction to Trump's remark that, quote, crooked media deceptions distorted news coverage of the white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, earlier this month. Zaid Rad al-Hussein, who has served as human rights commissioner since 2014, said, it's really quite amazing when you think that freedom of the press is now itself under attack from the president himself. It's a stunning turnaround. We'll be following all the news here and overseas at WashingtonPost.com. I'm Elise Feebeck, and I'll be back tomorrow with more news to keep you in the know. And one more thing before I go. The Capital Weather Gang, your inside scoop on weather in the D.C. area and beyond, is now available as a flash briefing on your Amazon Echo. Add it to your flash briefings in the app or tell your Echo device to install Capital Weather Gang to get the latest D.C. forecasts every weekday. Thanks for listening.